If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is the Region 1 Sports Report with Brian York on 99.5 The Fan. Presented by the Orthopedic Institute. Welcome in. This is your Friday, March 11th edition of the Region 1 Sports Report. As always, presented by the Orthopedic Institute in Paducah. I'm Brian York, and you're not. (laughs) It's a Friday edition of the show. I don't know. I'm in a good mood today. That was, uh, by the way, a little, little... callback reference to Chevy Chase if you know you know but uh in a good mood on this Friday can't really put my finger on it it's 6 30 in the morning as I record this to get it on the radio by 7 a.m and normally I'm dragging normally I'm I'm sort of you know kind of down in it a little woe is me all oh, basketball season high school season's over and you know winter weather is upon us gas prices are out of hand inflation is ridiculous like normally I would be you would think just kind of, eh, I'm not. I'm in a good mood this morning. Uh, maybe I've had too much coffee could be part of it. And maybe it's the, man, it's the first Friday, and I tried to go back and look. We had a little bit of a break between football season and basketball season, so it's the first Friday since November that I've gone into a weekend with nothing. No games, no nothing ahead of me where it actually feels like a normal work-life Friday where I can just sort of look ahead to a couple of days off before the madness begins. Because baseball, softball, all the scrimmages happening this week and all the games starting next week. So just a nice little break. And I won't get another one until June. So trying to enjoy it, trying to uh, to get through it. Went and saw The Batman the other night. Maybe that's it too. It's a good movie. It's good. I'm not going to spoil it. If you're on the fence or you haven't gone yet, I think you'll like it. A little long. Just a little long. A little drawn out at times, but uh, really, really good, really fun. Uh, I've been watching Jack Reacher, uh, the show on Amazon Prime. Love that. Uh, I sat down last night, started it uh, a couple of nights ago. I'm already almost done. Love that show. Again, don't want to spoil it. So I don't know. I'm just kind of, you know, conference tournaments, major conference tournaments in basketball are here. Baseball's back. We finally get confirmation that MLB is getting out of its own ugly way and going to get some baseball with a full 162-game schedule, so maybe it's just a lot of that, just sort of sinking in. Just feeling good on this Friday. Excited, happy, glad to be here. And, I don't know, every now and then this happens. I sort of, and maybe it was just because the basketball season was a little tougher for me personally. I don't know, maybe it's because I don't have Chris anymore. I'm still kind of adjusting to being a one-man show. But it's been it's been hard doing the show this year. A lot harder for me. Than uh, than many many years uh, that we've done it. The now just finished our fourth basketball season, so it's it's been a lot more difficult this year to do the show. And the listenership's been great. Once again, every year we top our numbers from the year before, and this year was no different. And uh, cannot thank you guys enough. But it's been it's been a challenge moving this show to the mornings and doing this show at seven. You know, 
recording it in the six o'clock hour to get it on by seven o'clock. So it's been a, a bit of a, a bit of a challenge, a lot of change for me and for how we do this. So it's been, I don't know, it's been kind of I don't want to say it's been uh, a weight that sort of pulled me down, but there's there's been several days that I just kind of I just didn't want to do it. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to have to deal with it, and my my day would have been easier without it. I'm just being honest, and I don't know, uh, but it's the first time in a long time. This week has been the first week in a long time that I've been sort of uh, been excited, been looking forward to it, been ready to go, sort of refreshed in the Region One Sports Arena. So I'm feeling a little more like the old me again, which I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know. We'll see. Well, we got a fun show today. And maybe that's why. I, normally, I dread these shows. Normally, I stress out a lot on on these kind of shows, where we're doing a uh, uh, our top ten players of the year, our our coach of the year, talking about those things. And normally, I get really, really stressed out with that stuff. I'm not. Just letting it ride. Just letting it flow. Don't even care anymore. Power rankings don't stress me out as much anymore. I stopped worrying about what people think about that along you know this season. So here we go. And that's what we're going to be doing today. We'll talk about the McCracken girls game. They get uh, upset, really, on Wednesday night. So we'll talk about that, break that one down for you here in a moment. And then we'll hand out our, uh, you know, again, these I'm using air quotes for those who can't see me, which is everyone. But our top 10 boys and girls players for the basketball season, our coaches of the year. We'll talk about that today and what I'm calling the Region 1 Sports All-Region Sports Team. So that's... Uh, We'll do that today as well. So it should be fun as we kind of put a wrap on the basketball season as Monday we will start breaking down and getting ready for spring sports. Now we've still got Murray High, and we'll talk about Murray High next week. We'll preview their game, and we'll cover them just the same as we would anybody else. But we got to start moving on. I can't keep dragging out the uh, postseason basketball discussions too much longer. That doesn't mean I won't sprinkle it in next week. That doesn't mean that his thoughts pop up and uh, things pop up that I don't sprinkle that that kind of discussion in every now and then. But as far as shows that are dedicated to the topic of basketball, this is pretty much it today. And uh, so I'm excited and sad at the same time, but I think this could be a lot of fun. So first, McCracken County's girls lose in the first round at the State Sweet 16. Now I'm going to say this out of the gate. I was thinking a lot about this McCracken County team, and I was thinking a lot about you know the state opportunity they had in front of them, and I know they were ranked second in the state. I know they were uh, a favorite in their bracket. Not only did I say that, but many around the state were uh, believing that as well. And they get knocked out in the first round. Number one, that's how hard it is to win at the state. That it doesn't matter if you're a favorite. It doesn't matter how good you are. It doesn't matter what the others think of you. It's hard to win at the state. So that's sort of the first thought I had thinking about this team. The other thought and I'll kind of uh, allude to this later as well, feels a bit similar to where Marshall County was a couple of seasons ago. Now, that Lady Marshall's team, if you'll recall, in uh, 2019-2020, the year before they played for a state championship game, the year of COVID, COVID began, that team that year went 24-9, a little bit different than this McCracken team. Don't get me wrong, that's not where the comparisons start. That team that year went 14-2 in the region. This McCracken County team went undefeated. That team that year struggled. They lost to Graves County. They lost to McCracken County. Uh, split with those two teams. And then beat Graves 52-50 in the regional championship. But that team felt like 
yes, they were one of the favorites, but the bulk of that team were all juniors and sophomores. They didn't lose a single senior, actually. Everybody came back, and when they came back, they were even better. Same team, same roster in a lot of ways. They, they, I know they added Sophie Galloway, but she didn't start. But they came back, and as good as Sophie helped make them, they were going to be fine without her. They were. And they came back and blitzed everybody the next year and went on that run in the state tournament. Feels a lot like what might happen next year. It really does. That's It feels a lot like where that's where this McCracken County team is. They lose Shemaya Day. That's going to be a big loss because she's a true big, does a lot of things down low, great athlete. I get it. But really and truly, everybody's back. Everybody's back. Their top four scores, their top four production players are back. Losing Shemaya Day will hurt a little bit. Losing Hayden Green's going to hurt a little bit. And she was a great, uh, you remember she started last year when Destiny was out with her injury. She gave them experience. Good role player. Came off the bench and, and did what was asked. It's going to hurt a little bit. But your top four are back off a team that was number two in the state and just ran rough shot through everybody in this region. So I don't think they're going to be worse. I think they're only going to be better with everybody coming back and having another year under their belt and been there, done that, know what to expect sort of like Marshall County did a couple of years ago. Now, again, Marshall didn't get to play a game in the state, but they came back even better. Kind of feel like as good as this McCracken County team was, look out, they may be even better. Maybe. Let's talk about their game on Wednesday night. Didn't go the way they wanted to. I get it. It stings. It hurts. It stinks. But, man, Southwestern came to play. And I said this on Wednesday. You run into a team that feels good, feels loose, plays loose, it's going to be a, a tough one. And just looking at the stats, just looking at the stats, take listening to the game out of this, which is what I did. Just listen, uh, looking at the stats, it looked like Southwestern played loose. I mean, they shot 51% from the floor. They were 10 of 20 from three, letting it fly, knocking them down. They were good shooting the basketball on Wednesday. Usually that's a sign that you're loose and ready to play. I mean, look. Graves County on the regional championship game came in loose. They were 7 of 9 in the first half from 3. They were letting it fly. They were feeling good, keeping them in the game. McCracken County didn't shoot as well, 32%. Well, 33%. They were 3 of 10 from 3. It was a tied ball game at the half, tied at 29. After Southwestern had won the first quarter, 18 to 15, McCracken won the second quarter, 14 to 11. But it was an 18 to nine fourth or third quarter, and a 12-3 run to finish that quarter, that put Southwestern up nine. And at that point, they just had to maintain the lead, and they pretty much did. Destiny Thomas finished the game as the game's leading scorer at 22 points. She did go seven of 20 from the floor, but ended up at the foul line nine times, making eight free throws. Good for her. Pulled down nine rebounds and her 22 point effort. Caroline Civils finished with 11. She was 5 of 10 from the floor, 1 of 2 from 3. And Claire Johnson with 10. She struggled shooting 3 of 12, 1 of 4 from 3. And, you know, that's part of it. And I talked about this on Wednesday. It's a different shooting environment. And sometimes you can be the best shooter in the world. And Claire Johnson is one of the best pure shooters in girls' basketball, period. I mean, when she takes that shot, and every time we watch them play this year and every time Graves played them, Every shot she took looked like it was going in. 
It is a consistent shot. And it's just a different shooting environment in Rupp. And uh, it's easy to see how somebody as good as her could, you know, can end up struggling. One of four from three, three of 12 from, from the field. It happens. Still finished with 10 points. Had five rebounds. Three steals, three assists. It's a good game. I'm not knocking her. I'm just saying that's you see these shooting percentages and you kind of understand maybe where that comes from. It's not that they're not great shooters. They are. Different environment. Now, Southwestern, of course, didn't struggle shooting. I mean, again, they were 10 of 20 from three, which is ridiculous. They had four players in double figures. 16, two with 15, one with 11, one with seven. That was pretty much it. One other player scored three. That's all they needed. Big difference in this game, too. If you look at uh, it was 35 rebounds to 32, so that was pretty well close. Southwestern ended up with 18 turnovers, McCracken with 11, but it just didn't feel like McCracken was able to get anything points off turnover-wise. That's what they need. McCracken County all year, especially in the region, they just ran wild over the region because they were able to create those turnovers and easy baskets, which pumps up their offense. In the half court, not saying they struggled, they still scored 56 points, but that's how Graves County made it a ball game for three quarters in the regional championship. Limited those turnovers and transition baskets, were able to stay in the game. Southwestern did that, they were able to win the game. And that's a big part of McCracken's game, they just weren't able to really get that going with any consistency on Wednesday. Using that length, using that athleticism to get turnovers and get runouts. I'm not saying they're not good in the half court, they are. I'm just saying it's a different ball game when you're not able to get that going, and they just weren't. Largest lead of the game for Southwestern was 14 at one point. That came midway through the fourth quarter. McCracken County's largest lead was by three. That came midway through the second quarter. Southwestern had a lead for 21 minutes, 13 seconds. McCracken, four minutes, 35 seconds. The game was tied for nearly six minutes throughout the ballgame total. There you go. There were eight ties, 11 lead changes in the game. So it was a good game. It's just that fourth, that uh, third quarter, Southwestern was able to turn it around and uh, make some shots, go on a run, and win the ballgame. But McCracken County, they all be back. Uh, already heavy favorite, heavy favorite to win the region next year. Will they go undefeated in the region? Maybe, probably. I would expect that, too. You're way too early power rankings for next year. I told you I've got McCracken, Graves, Marshall, Callaway. I don't know if the gap's closed quite enough on Graves, McCracken, or Marshall, McCracken, but we'll see. A lot of time between now and then. But a fantastic year for McCracken County. First ever regional championship for that program in nine years. Most wins in school history in a single season. And four of your top six coming back. Pretty good start. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Top 10 players, boys and girls, and our top coaches. Coming your way, it's Region 1 Sports. If you live with pain, you have good days and bad days. You deserve a pain-free life. And the first step is talking with your doctor about pain management with Dr. Ferdinand Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky Pain Center. Dr. Salvacion specializes in pain management and will work with you to get you back to those good days. Talk to your primary care provider about pain management with Dr. Salvacion at the Orthopedic Institute of Western Kentucky. You might forget about your plumbing. After all, what's to remember? How about that toilet that keeps running? 
It's wasting gallons of water every day. And the worst part, you don't even know it's happening. That's why Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club is so important. Only $14.95 a month. You start with a complete inspection with any needed adjustments, discount on repairs, and if you need help, you go to the front of the line. Ivet's Plumbing Diamond Club. Forget about your plumbing because they won't. Ivet'sPlumbing.com. Warm up on these chilly winter mornings with Peppermint Mocha McCafe. Now in McDonald's, but for a limited time. While you're there, add a $2.50 bundle of sausage, biscuit, and hash brown to start your day. Who has time to cook this time of year? McDonald's has budget-friendly meals with the $3 bundles. Your choice of McDouble, McChicken, or four-piece nuggets and an order of fries. Don't forget those arts cards. They're the Christmas gift that's always the perfect color and perfect fit. You have a need. Something may be missing in your life, and you just can't quite figure out what it is. You need God. You need the love of Christ, a church family who will encourage you. It's Dustin Campbell, the preacher at the Broadway Church of Christ in Paducah, located at 2855 Broadway. And I'd like to invite you to join us on Sunday mornings at 930 for worship. We are safely distancing while we worship with one heart and one voice. At Broadway, you will find Bible teaching, loving fellowship, and a group of people all striving after the same prize of heaven. New at Pizza Inn, the new house pan pizza. Crispy golden crust with a soft, fluffy center. And it's made in-house every day from scratch, just like the other crust, fresh and never frozen. Also new, 100% whole milk mozzarella cheese melts perfectly on the pizzas. The salad bar is back with over 40 items, including fresh salads, greens, veggies, fruits and pastas, and desserts. What's not new? Continued commitment to quality service and hospitality. Stop in, see a familiar face that's grateful to serve you at your hometown pizza place since 1972. Order online for carryout, pickup, or delivery. Perfect for holiday parties and family meals. Pizza Inn, serving up smiles one slice at a time. Here on your Friday edition of the Region 1 Sports Report, Brian York here. You know, I start off the show by saying things like what I'm about to do, given our, uh, you know, postseason top 10 players for the boys and the girls used to stress me out. Power rankings used to stress me out. This doesn't anymore. Just trying to put things in proper perspective. You know, there's things far, far worse in this world that uh, should stress you out. Right now, I mean, it's inflation, gas prices, all of that, uh, with the Ukraine situation, all of that kind of going on. Far more important than uh, rattling off a list of names. There are things far more stressful. In fact, I was reading this earlier. It was a survey uh, of Americans. It said a major poll found that Americans are more stressed than ever. After two-plus years of constant chaos, I guess it shouldn't be a surprise, a new report by the American Psychological Association found we are collectively more stressed than ever right now. 87% of Americans say their mental health has been greatly affected by the, and I quote, constant stream of crisis without a break. I blame the media. <laughs> the top things we're stressed about include inflation, gas prices, and the whole Russia-Ukraine thing. Hey, that's what I just said. They say it's not uncommon for a majority of Americans to feel stressed, but it is rare to see it at this level and everyone stressed all at once. Yeah. Yeah, which is why it's a shame that the late night shows that there's no more Carson anymore. There's no more t- no more traditional Tonight Show. I think that's part of it too. Is we don't just get to escape. We don't just get to you know we deal with the stuff all day long. It'd be nice to mellow out before bed and not have to deal with it. And you turn on any of the talk shows at night and they just keep bringing it right back up. I think that's part of it. I really do. 
But there you go. We're more stressed out than ever. And things like what I'm about to do used to super stress me out. Nah, not anymore. Far more things to worry about. And that's what we're going to do now. Our top 10 postseason players of the year, if you will, or our, uh, what was I calling it? I got to pull my list back up. The Region 1 Sports All-Region Sports Team. That's what we're doing right now. Now, I'll, I'll start with the boys. And I'll say this, and I'm not copping out. I'm not going, well, most lists are 10, but there's so many good players, we'll expand it. I'm not doing that. I will give you my top 10. And I, I made a top 10. And I was, you know, I went over it, checked it twice, felt, felt good about it. But with the boys' side of things, a little more than the girls' side, there's a legit 20 players in this region that deserve recognition. There, there just are. Now, for me, I think the top four players in the region are pretty well the top four players. Like, if you're talking about player of the year, I thought it was a uh, about a four-team or a four-person race. I'll give you my player of the year at the end of my top ten list. I'll save that one for the for the last one. I didn't rank them, by the way, but I will give the player of the year, in my opinion, uh, in the final one that I, I name. But I thought there were four guys that, that made a case for player of the year. And then I thought there were 16 guys that made a case for being on any of your, your top ten lists, to, to being on your first team, second team, uh, if you will. But that's not how I'm doing it this year. I think in the past we did first team, second team. We're just going to do top ten. But but I had trouble with it. I mean, I when I st- sat down and wrote these names, I just did it off the top of my head, who I thought the best players in the region were, not only going into the year, but who ended up being the best players in the region. Some of these names were not on the list at the start of the year. Some of them were. And when I got done making my list, I had like 18 names just off the top of my head. In fact, when I narrowed it down, I narrowed it down to 16. I was only able to really cut two off the list, and I still was going back and forth on a bunch of these names. Still couldn't really definitively bring the list down the way I wanted to. But we got it to 10. I'm going to give you the 10. And then uh, before I do the girls, I'll give you the other five that I really, really debated and contemplated and went back and forth on. So that's what we're going to do here right now. Are you ready? Our top ten. Now, again, in no particular order, but I will give you the who I think the player of the year is in my final pick at the end of the list. All right? So we'll start with this. We'll start with Drew Thompson, Graves County. I know. I can hear you know. Of course. Of course. Kid averaged 19 points per game, shot 48% from the field, 38% from three. And he had several games. I mean, he had one game where he dropped 39. He had several games where he was around 30. He had a few games where he was around 10. But 19 points per game, no doubt, passed the eyeball test, passed the stat test. One of the top players in the region, Drew Thompson. Another one on my list, I think pretty obvious, Garrett Hayden. 24 points per game to lead the region while shooting 47% from the floor, 37% 37% from three, and as a primary per, uh, perimeter player, he pulled down six rebounds per game. Kid's good. Kid can play, and he can bring the stats. Garrett Hayden on my list. How about Paducah Tillman? Javion Powell, 17 points per game, 52% from the floor, 34% from three. He was a surprise this year. Ended up being their top player uh, from a stat standpoint. And when you watch them play, he was assertive, man. He brought his game, especially in those big games. How about Callaway County's 
Eli Finley. 16 points per game, 49% from the floor, 39% from three. Dude's a freshman and got it done most nights. He brought it. Big reason why they got to the regional tournament this year and why I don't expect them to have too much of a fall-off next year, Eli Finley. Going over to the crosstown rival, Murray High, Trey Boggess. Boggess with just over 13 points per game. He shot 58% from the floor. He was 39% from three. Trey Boggess, a big reason why Murray moved on. In fact, he was great, man. Anytime Grant Whitaker went out in the regional tournament especially, he stepped up. He was great. He's on the list. Here's one for you. How about CCA getting a guy on the list? Prince can play. This kid can play. Yes, he can. See what I did there? 18 points per game. He shot 54% from the floor, 41% from three. Don't even give me the whole, yeah, but he plays at CCA. This kid would play for anybody. He would start for most. In fact, I don't know if there's a team in the region he wouldn't start for, to be honest. He is legit, and he is a big reason why they finished with a 15-14 and 14 record. He's good, and he's only going to get better. Prince Conplay. Going over to Hickman County, we've got Keelan Johnson on the list. Hard to deny that this kid wasn't one of the top players in the region when you look at what he did night in and night out. 19 points per game, 57% shooter from the floor, which is ridiculous. 37% from three. Tough to stop. You know, you look at Hickman County, a little bit of a letdown. They didn't get to the regional tournament. It felt like they had, out of the district, you felt like they had two of the top four players in that district. But Keelan Johnson is legit, 19 points per game. He's on the list. How about McCracken County? Jack McCune. 13 points per game, 53% from the floor, 34% from three even, and that's not really his strength, not really his game. Six rebounds per game. It's hard not to watch them play and not think, yeah, he's one of the best players in the region. More so than even the stats give you. Jack McCune on the list. How about his teammate, Brant Brower? 14 points per game, 47% from the floor, 40% from three. He was much better from three than I think most people realized. And this year than, than previous years. And he pulls down six rebounds per game. A big reason why, even when Ian Hart went out, they were in this thing through the end. Brent Brown were on the list. And then finally, my 10th player and who I think player of the year is Grant Whitaker. 17 points per game. He shot 56% from the floor, 39% from three. Murray does not win the region. Murray's not in contention. They're good, but they're not the team to beat without Grant Whitaker. Just a junior. But it's hard not to argue that because he, he, he played in big games. He was in big games. And he's why they're your regional champ. And there's my list. Again, in no particular order, just going down the list. Drew Thompson, Keelan Johnson, Prince Conplay, Eli Finley, Jack McCune, Javion Powell, Garrett Hayden, Brant Brower, Drew Thompson, Grant Whitaker, Trey Boggess. Those are my top ten. Now, I told you, I'd give you the next five. I had other guys that were just short of the list. I mean, Mayan Shaw from Paducah Tillman. He's one of the best players in the region. Eli Prince over at Carlisle County. Kid was a double-double machine all season. Matthew Ray. Just, you know, I put, uh, I went back and forth, I'll be honest. He was my 10th one on the list. 
and I slid Trey Boggess in over him just because Murray had more success. But Matthew Ray, 13 points a game, 10 rebounds per game. How about, how about St. Mary? They got a kid in Luke Sims deserving to be, of recognition. How about Ballard Memorial, Jace Burney? That kid was 16 points a game. And so you see just how deep, how deep this region was with those top players. So my list in the end, I started with 18. I got it down to 15. And then I just had to throw a dart at the board and get my top 10. But there were certainly guys. Matthew Ray, Mayan Shaw, Bernie, Prince, Sims. All as deserving as any of those guys that I ended up putting in my top 10. But again, my top 10, once again, Drew Thompson, Brent Brower, Grant Whitaker, Garrett Hayden, Trey Boggess, JV on Powell, Jack McCune, Eli Finley, Prince Conplay, Keelan Johnson. There you go. What a great year. And I think that's a huge reason. That is a huge reason why this region in boys basketball was so good. Yes, I know McCracken goes 16-2 and two and they roll everybody and, and only lose in the, in the tournaments. I get it. Yes, Murray was 15-4 and four and they were a juggernaut and win the region. Tillman is 20-9. and nine. I get it. I get it. But this region was deep. You go back and look, this region overall. We ended up with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 teams. 10 with a 500 or better record. 10. It's ridiculous. And then of the teams that didn't finish at least 500, you had uh, Hickman County at 11 and 15. Not not shabby. You had Christian Fellowship at 12 and 18. Ballard Memorial at 10 and 17. In fact, of all the teams in the region, only one didn't finish with double-digit wins. This region was deep. This region was good. You talk about parity, it's because of top players. And again, I could have put 15 guys on this list. I gave you my top 10. I didn't cop out. But I thought those other guys were deserving of recognition as well. All right, let's take another break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the girls' side of things and then our coach of the year. It's coming your way. It's Region 1 Sports. Final segment, your Friday edition of the Region 1 Sports Report as we talk top 10 players are Region 1 Sports, all region sports teams. Gave you the boys. Let's talk about the girls' side of things here. Now, again, the difference for me, the, the big difference for me, the girls' side of things just wasn't as deep this year. It wasn't. That's reality. And I think a lot of that is, and you're going to see on this list, a lot easier for me to get to a top 10 player list. Now, I started with about 14 names. I didn't get it down to 10. But it was a lot easier for me. The boys' side, a lot more difficult. Like I said, and I'll repeat this again for those that are going to argue with me. On the boys' side, I think the top four players are the top four players. I don't think there's any arguing that, who the top four in the, the region were. You start to get into debates when you start to get to who's the fifth best. And then you really open things up and you start to go, give me the rest of the top ten. Because I think there are a legitimate 10, 11, 12 names outside of those top four players who you could just sort of interchange on that top ten list. There are like 12 guys vying for six spots. Much more difficult. This side, I think it's uh, – I like my list. I'm comfortable with my list. I didn't feel like it was as difficult. But, again, I think that's just reality of the situation. They're just – I mean, you end up looking at the girls' side of things. You only – you ended up with one, two, three, four, five teams with a winning record, everybody else below 500. Now, Callaway ends up at 11 and 16, and, and 
arguably the fourth best team in the region. So it just wasn't as much parity and as much depth on the girls' side this year. So let's get to our top 10 girls' players in the region or our Region 1 sports, all-region sports team. In no particular order, but I'll give you the player of the year at the end like I did with the boys. All right, you ready? One of those players is Diamond Gray. Paducah Tillman's Diamond Gray, 17 points a game, shot well below 30% from three, 42% from the floor, still scored 17 a game. Now, Tillman got close to 512 and 14. Tillman gave Graves all they wanted for one half in the regional tournament. And Diamond Gray was a big part of that. We know she's a good player. She's been a really a star in, on her team and in this region since she was an eighth grader. Now we'll be going into her senior year next year, which is incredible. Diamond Gray, one of your top players in the region. So you go from a junior to an eighth grader. Callaway County Sailor Low, again, would have started on pretty much every team in the region. May I think the only exception to that list is McCracken, just because those starters were so good and they had they had one at every spot. But Sailor Low, no doubt, you'd plug her in at any spot in this uh, any team on this region. She starts and she contributes and she plays well. 16 points per game, shot 48% from the floor, pulled down eight rebounds a game. As a freshman, she was the focal point of that team. When you played them, you knew you got to stop Sailor Low, and she was really hard to stop. Even the Graves game, even when they ran into Graves in the semifinals of the uh, of the tournament, she finished with 12 points. They made, made her not very difficult. She finished with 12 points. They did a good job of keeping her off the boards, which I think helped a lot. But still, that was the most that was the best, most well-earned 12-point game I've ever seen a player have. She is legit and just getting started. Look out for her over the next few years. So there's two. Here's another one. Kiara Whitaker, Carlisle County. A scoring machine, 19 points per game, which was second in the region, by the way. She shot 42% from the floor, just 25% from three, still with 19 a game. Just a sophomore. She's got two more years left to really tear it up in this region. They expect great things out of her moving forward, but she's on the list. Graves County gets one player on the list, Anna Whitaker. I know, right? See, I can put my bias aside. I'd have given them five. But Anna Whitaker makes the list. She was their most consistent player throughout the year. Just over nine points a game is one of the top scorers on that team. Her and Neely Jackson finished with nearly the same average. She shot 43% from the floor, 33% from three. She was their top rebounder. It speaks to the depth of Graves that they finished as the second-best team in the region, and their top player as far as production is nine-and-a-half points and four rebounds a game. But they were so deep. It just Those stats were so spread out. But no doubt when you watch them play, she was the one. I mean, she just... She was the glue that uh, that kept that thing together. And when I say nine points a game or ten points a game, it was. Every single game, you just penciled down. I mean, she was rarely, you know, rarely above that mark, rarely below it. She was hitting that mark every single night. She's on the list. Here's one from CFS, top player in the region scoring-wise. Gracie Howard, 20 points per game, 42% from the floor, 34% from three. CFS. A winning record, CFS back in district play. Got a couple of wins in district play. Beat Murray, beat Callaway. And she's a big reason why. Has Gracie Howard just a, uh, what was she, a sophomore. 20 points per game, led the region. It's pretty good. 
Going to Marshall County. On the list is Jada Driver. 12 points a game, 38% from the floor, 39% from three. She shot better from three than she did from, from the floor overall. And she was fantastic from three. 12 points per game in her senior year. Her length, her leadership will be missed at Marshall County moving forward. Going to one of her teammates, how about Skylar Waller? Comes over to Marshall County after two years, two years of varsity basketball at Callaway. Just a freshman this year. Waller dropped 16 a game, shot 52% from the floor, 41% from three, and that's it right there. The question with her was never, can she score, can she play? We know she can. A lot of her baskets as a middle schooler, and it's cause, mostly because she's young, was drive and dish or drive and shoot. Kind of, it gets a bad connotation, but it's true. Bully basketball. Lower the head, drive in, especially in girls' basketball, if you're good at driving the ball, it's tough to stop you. But this year, that three-point shot started falling with a lot of consistency, 41% from three. She's only going to get better. I mean, she improved her shot dramatically over the last few years. She's only getting better. She's on the list. Here's another one, Claire Johnson. Going over to McCracken County, 14 points a game, 53% from the floor, 41% from three. Claire's just a sophomore. Skyler's just a freshman. It's going to be fun over the next few years. And then you throw in Graves County, you throw in Hannah Glisson, who will just be a sophomore next year. This region is blessed with some good point guards spread across those three teams. So Claire Johnson on the list, a big reason why McCracken County ran the table. Going back to Marshall County, Holly Lange. 15 points per game, 52% from the floor, just over seven rebounds per game. Never just, She was a consistent, too. Year to year, it just felt like she was always 15 points, eight rebounds, shot 50% from the floor, and did so in her senior year. And then the player of the year and the final one on my list, Destiny Thomas. 18 points per game, 55% from the floor, shot just 31% from three. That's the one area. If you look at her going into her senior year next year that you want to see some continued improvement is that outside shot. Because if that outside shot falls with a higher consistency than 31%, she's already tough to guard. She's unstoppable at that point. Because if you have to come out, you already have to respect her outside shot, but you can kind of live with her taking that shot. But if you have to come out and run her off that line, she's going to drive and score over the top of you all day long. And if you don't run off the line and she can make you pay for it, look out. And this is coming off of a knee injury. This is coming off of missing a season. She's legit. 18 points a game, 55%, 31%. Oh, by the way, led them in rebounding at six rebounds per game. And her coming back for her senior year, yeah, good luck. But that is your Region 1 Sports, our Region Sports girls basketball team. Diamond Gray, Sailor Lowe, Kiara Whitaker, Anna Whitaker, no relation, Gracie Howard, Jada Driver, Skylar Waller, Claire Johnson, Hallie Lange, Destiny Thomas, your player of the year. Coaches of the year. Let's keep it with the girls. You know I love Lyndon Dunning. He won it last year and deserved it, no doubt. This year, how do you not give it to Scott Civils? They came back better than the year before with basically the same team. Basically the same team at Destiny Thomas. Then they start rolling everybody. Beat everybody by double figures or by uh, double digits 
as far as margin of victory in the region to go undefeated and win their regional title. Scott Civil's my girls' coach of the year. On the boys' side, I mean, you you got to give it to Curtis. You got to give it to Coach Curtis over at Murray. Now, I thought for me and my money, this was probably Berlin Brower's best coaching year. This team for him at McCracken was nowhere near, uh, when you looked at them on paper, what they were the last few years. And yet, and yet, they were in it at the end and undefeated in the region until they got to tournament play. But at the end of the day, you tip the cap to Coach Curtis and what he was putting together over there at Murray. And here's why for me, because Murray bought in and played defense this year. Murray really bought in and played some defense this year. They were good last year. They were better this year. Coach Curtis gets that one for me. And there you have it. There's our postseason awards. That's going to wrap things up for today. Got to get this thing on the radio. Back on Monday with more, we'll start breaking down some spring sports. You know we will. It's coming up Monday. Hope you enjoy the weekend. Stay warm through whatever winter weather comes our way. And we'll talk Monday. Until then, this has been Region 1 Sports. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.